All right, so welcome again, everyone. We're uh, continuing and finishing today, chapter one of the Gospel of St. Mark, after what this is our seventh session, session probably, or so. So, uh, uh, it's, again, it's uh, maybe the excuse that it's, uh, it's a long chapter, 40 verses, but uh, um, we, we come to the end of it today, just chapter one. Again, the idea of, as we said from the beginning and from the, from the uh, first verse of, of, of Mark, which is, again, the gospel of Christ, the gospel of Christ, the teaching, the gospel, the, the message uh of of uh the lord himself and just to keep you know going with the same flow you know the starts with with the the john the baptist starts with the lord coming out from uh nazareth of galilee and going into the wilderness and going to john the baptist being baptized being uh, going from there into the the uh, mount of temptation and going into the uh, wilderness, the forty days, going back again or coming back again to Galilee, preaching and uh, see several encounters, as we said before. You know the encounter with uh, with with the, the disciples first of all, calling them to be fisher of men. And changing them, and then the the going into synagogue and preaching and reaching the 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 the, the possessed person, and then going out of the synagogue into the Simon's house with the with the four, uh, meeting with the the mother-in-law, healing her. She starts to serve them, going again out of the house into uh, the the surroundings, and then the the the. Um, praying and 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 kind of like running away, if I may say that, from the crowd, from the people, and going more into serving and into preaching. That's why he came for, as we said last time. And then finally, the encounter today with the with the leper. Before that, again, a couple of things to 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 point out, especially from uh, what we talked about last time. So last time we were talking more about uh, the the mother-in-law, right, and how she went, and uh, or the the disciples basically, as we said, they spoke to him about her. Remember that. And we were saying like this is something that we need to really you know keep in mind that that uh, instead of speaking about people, speaking to him about them, right? So instead of judging, instead of uh, of, of criticizing, you know, we know that that people are we are all sick in a way, and we bring that sickness and bring that into or to Christ and allowing Christ to go and change and to heal, and then the the immediate response again from her that she start to do what to serve them, not only serving him, but to serve to serve them. Couple of things that I would just, as I was going uh, uh, into that transition from last time to, to now, it's, uh, it's uh, the, the, the reaction of the people and the reaction of the mother-in-law. So the, we, we see that the people were always, what you see this repeated, several times in the in the gospel of saint mark also that the people were amazed right and they saw what's happening and they were amazed right when 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 you hear that when you see that okay people were amazed is this like a good thing or a bad thing <laughs> how do we how do we take this when 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 you see that uh, okay people saw that he uh, uh um, 
had authority over the, 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 the evil spirits and he has authority over sicknesses and he, have, he has authority over all those things. And then you see that then the people were amazed, were astonished, right? Is this a good reaction, bad reaction? Why, what do you think? Depends on who you were. Depends on who you? Who you were at the time. Who you were at the time, okay. Were you the general congregation? Okay. Were you the Gentiles? Were you the Pharisees? Okay. But yeah, I think nevertheless, they were all amazed. They were all amazed, right? Okay. But did they do anything? <laughs> Some of them got upset. Some of them got upset. Actually, they did something even worse, right? And some, some people, or the majority, probably were just amazed, right? What else? What do you think? They were all amazed. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Well, let me ask you this. When, when, so the people were from outside watching, right? Okay, like, wow, this is amazing. Okay, going to, to, to uh, uh, Simon's mother in law, right? She wasn't just watching, she was what? She had an actual encounter, actual personal experience, right? Was she amazed? Does the scripture say that she was amazed? What do you think? It doesn't. So let's read it again and see. Right? In, 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 in uh, 29 and 30, chapter 1. And immediately he left the synagogue and entered to the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever. And immediately they told him about her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And the fever left her. And she began to serve them right if you compare this to again a few verses before that in 27 and they were all amazed so that they questioned among themselves saying what is this a new teaching with authority so if you compare again if i just want to take a, a minute to 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 compare between the reaction of the people who were watching from a distance right and between a woman that she was actually was touched right they were amazed but what did she do serve Right. So wh wh where am I going with this? What do you think? Seeing and feeling are very different. Seeing and feeling is different, right? Feeling amazed, right? But when you're touched, mm -hmm. you, you still have the choice whether, wow, I'm amazed, like she, we didn't see that wow she was dancing up and down or she was like jumping up and down like or 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 you know wow i'm amazed you healed me she immediately did what sir sir so in our that's where i'm going with this in our reaction with him do you just stand and be amazed like the crowd or we jump and serve him right away right one thing that i was hearing on the way here about this is if you have, all of us have went to college at one point or another, right? If you have that amazing professor, right? That really kind of had, he or she had that impact. As an amazing professor, a teacher, how do you react to that? Would you go up all the time to him and say, wow, you are amazing? Or you apply what you learn, 
right? See where I'm going, where I'm going with this, right? If we are good, you know, learners, good students, it's, it's not enough to say, wow, this professor is amazing. But you apply what you learn from the professor in our own lives, right? See? And I think that's, that's a very good question to ask ourselves now. Wow, wow, God is amazing, yes. Are we, are we applying what we're learning? Right? Are we applying what we're learning right now? I think this is the metric. And applying by serving. Applying by serving. Applying by being there. Applying by she right away. She served them, not only him, but, but them also. So this is just one thought that was kind of like uh, reflecting on, on the last passage. Yes. Sorry. I think we missed the answer on the transition from the car to here. What answer? About whether she was astonishing. So between the transition between there and here, she was not astonished. No. <laughs> she was not astonished. She it doesn't say that at least, you know, per the text, she was not. She didn't say that. They didn't stop and say, Mark didn't stop and record and said, you know what, my mother-in-law was astonished. <laughs> she was amazed. But she went to service right away. So the thought behind that again is, you know, are we standing amazed at him like a crowd, or we are really doing what? Serving him. And as we said before, and I will continue to say, and we'll keep saying, service is, is that natural life that we live, that caring for the others, and being intentional about it. So with that, with that encounter, and with that, you know, the end of this, another thing that, that as we said last time in verse 35, that he, he, he wanted to run away, right? And he went... In, in the morning, as it says in verse 35, rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. And as we were talking last time, they found him and said to him, everyone is looking for you, right? But then what did he say to them? Let's go to a next town that I may preach, because that is why I came. That's what I came for. And another thought that kind of like, uh, stop me as, as we're going through this before we, we enter into today's uh, final passage is what do you think of the of the uh, action of the disciples and specifically Simon when he went and was like, we, we finally found you. We're, we're looking at you, looking for you. Where are you? Right? So what was he trying to do with Jesus? Let me say this way. The actual word I was looking at it we're searching for you. We're actually we're hunting you down, basically. Like, where are you? Right? Why is that? What was in the mind of, of Simon and the, the, the disciples at that time? They want to find him for what reason? For miracles. Right? And what did he tell them? No, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to, to teach and to preach. Right? So what does that tell us if we apply this to our, our relationship with him? Don't go for him, look for him, just for miracles, right? We go look for him and try to put him in the frame that he wants, that we want him to, to function like, right? According to my needs, according to my ideas, according to my thoughts, right? They went and tried to hunt him down and get him and bring him back to where he was and put him in that box. Okay, just continue to perform miracles. So like, I, that's not what I want. That's not what I'm here for, right? How do you fall into that same 
trap sometimes in our life, in our relationship with him. Like when we face like something big, like a significant jump in our spiritual life, you're constantly like seeking the next big progression or like big, you know, miracle. Yes. Yes. That God is giving us and we kind of ignore all the little things. Right. So we seek something that's kind of make, you know, either make make difference to us or make sense to us, but we don't really seek him for who he is. Right. And that's why you know here it's like that, like that that's not what I'm here for. So a lot of times we just try to 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 take him or to have that relationship and just put it in the frame that we want, right? not necessarily what he wants. And it's it's kind of very clear here where it says that he he's telling them what that I may preach there also for that is why I came out. This is my will. That's why I came out came to preach. So don't just try to to hunt me down and bring me back to where you want because that's what you want. I'm not here to for a show, <laughs> right? I'm not here for a show. I'm here for a very, very personal reason and to teach. And so sometimes what I'm trying to say is sometimes, a lot of times actually, you know, and we'll see this again in 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 the reaction of, of the of the leopard as we go through this. And we we so here. You know, the disciples were trying actually because of their own mindset, because of their own understanding of the relationship, you're trying to do what to him or to the mission itself, trying to, to hinder it, to stop it, to slow it down, right? But he said, no, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm here for. And this is what I will do. Okay. So come with this again, you see also, you know, in, in the first chapter, you see, as we said before, the, the, the fast pace, right? He's here, here, there, 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 right? And also, it, it kind of confirmed what I'm just talking about now, which is that nobody can contain him, right? Like, I'm on my own. I don't want to so, imagine, uh, yes. Uh, sorry, just a, just a question about, like, the point we were talking about. Yes. Like, the, how how Peter, how St. Peter was, uh, you know, tell, um, telling him, where are you, so that he can perform miracles. Um, is it wrong to ask, like, is it wrong to ask God to, like, perform miracles in our lives? Like, you know, like in prayer, like. That's a great, like, great question. You know, I, I think it depends on what is the reason behind wanting the miracle, right? And also, where is this from our submitting to his will? Right? So we ask, you know, all of us have at least one or two people in our life that were sick in a way or another, right? Whether a friend or a relative or personal experience, right? And we pray and pray and pray and pray, and pray right? And we expect miracles to happen, right? Does it happen all the time? No, right? So it's a miracle. The normal, it doesn't happen. Does that mean that, you know what, we were asking, you know, Again, the idea of, of, of are, we, are we willing and able to submit to God's will or not, right? And what is the reason for the miracle? I might have said this before. One time I was visiting uh, St. George uh, Convent in Egypt in, in Old Cairo, and we had, a, we had a, an opportunity to talk to the, to the mother abbot that's, that's there. And she was saying every, like people were asking her again, Tell us uh, the newest miracle from about St. George, and, you know, as, as, as just kind of, you know, uh, trying to get some information. And, and she goes, you know, 
Any miracle that doesn't lead to the repentance of the person is that a miracle. Any miracle that doesn't lead to the repentance of the person that was that had the encounter is that a miracle. Right? And it will not happen unless that actually the reason is to heal not only the, 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 the physical, but to heal also the spirit. So again, I think the short answer to your question, Albert, is we always ask for God's will, right? Because sometimes we ask for something and we ask for miracles, for healing, for, for things to happen, but you know, we don't know if that's his will or not. Right? And again, we're putting him in the mindset and the frame that we want him to be, right? But it's better to say, you know what, I'm, 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 I'm with you regardless. I'm with you regardless. If you want to bring me this, God knows everything, right? But today's gospel in the morning was, you know, ask, you haven't been asking yet, right? Ask it shall be given. Right? Ask for what, again, as we said before, you know, Luke makes it more, more uh, detailed, ask for the Holy Spirit, specifically, ask for the Holy Spirit. So, and, and, and the text that we're reading prove that, that mindset also, right? Like, no, I'm here to, 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 to teach the word. Right? People just want the miracle, but that's not what I'm here for. And that's why he was telling, and he will, he will tell the leper here, like, just don't go and tell everybody. Just be quiet. Be quiet. Because by telling everybody, you're just, you're, you're focusing more on the, on the character of Christ as a miracle maker, right? Not as the savior. And the people don't understand this. Yet. So just don't say anything. Don't see anything because I still have work to do. Any other questions about this part before we go on? Before we stop, let me stop again. <laughs> and he went through all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. And a leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Notice again the text. If you will, you can make me clean. So here, you know, back again to your question, Alabir. I think it's very, very clear here, right? Like I know, like he's implying by saying that question, what that he is able to, to do. But it's up to you, your will, right? If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And as I was reading this, that I will, it's like a technical answer. You know, like I, I'm, 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 I can, I, I will, I have the will. I have the will, right? The will that controls heaven and earth and the whole world. I, I am the one, I will. And immediately the, leper, the leprosy left him and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. But he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in desolate places and people were coming to him from every quarter. So what do you know about leprosy from the Old Testament? Yes, go ahead. So when Christ told him to go and show himself to the priest. Yes. He went and showed himself to the priest, but he didn't go and like blabber his mouth open. Like, wouldn't that still have gotten out at some point? 
So like, what was the point for Christ to tell him to go show himself to the priest? Because regardless, the priest would have went and said things about Yes, him. yes. The short answer, we'll get to this, but the short answer from the text itself, so again, Julian's question is like, what's the point of him telling him to go show yourself to the priest? He was gonna be clean or, or healed anyway, right? And the short answer, before we get into it into more details is the, the what's in the text itself, which is what, why did he tell him to go show yourself to Moses or to, to the priest? For a proof for them, for a proof for them. That again, not that, that you know, we'll, we'll, we'll explain it more and more in, in a bit here as we go through the, the actual uh, process of, of purification from the Old Testament itself. But again, short answer that, what you are doing and what you when you go or show yourself to the priest that uh, that actually this is this has been done it's a proof and a testimony for god's willingness to to clear that but again before that what do we know about leprosy and leprosy say again they live out of town so they were outcast right which is a very important point they were outcast the the uh, the hundred percent relate the, the 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 sickness and the leprosy with sin, with sin, right? So that was something that nobody can touch. You know, they were saying even if you if you know if the if the leper is walking, they'll have somebody ahead of him just shouting and 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 screaming to everybody, a leper, a leper, a leper. So so people will run away basically, right? Nobody can touch him. Nobody can come near to him. He cannot even enter into into a normal thing. He had to be he had to be uh, away, outcast or cast out from from the city to some another place. What else? There was no cure, right? Most likely, they will say there are couple couple you know uh, forms of the leper or the leprosy. It's a skin disease basically. It eats the skin and then the the, the extremities start to actually fall off and. And 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 definitely no no cure. People just die basically from that. Yeah. What else do we know from it? We don't want it. We don't want it. <laughs> definitely, nobody wants it, right? So with that, with that, when 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 a person. Uh, When, when, when that's why St. Mark is very, very specific that he not just talked to him, but he did what he touched him. He stretched his hand and touched him, right? So that's, that's something that's totally against everything, you know, health-wise, uh, commandment-wise, Torah-wise, everything. That's something that's, that's absolutely not, right? So what is it? You know, in, in order in order to, to, to do this, we go back to, to Leviticus, specifically Leviticus 13 and 14. So I'm going to read verses from Leviticus 13, first of all, because it is important to know, you know, why is this? You know, again, this is this is in this chapter, it's the end of the miracles that happened in that first chapter, right? And after this, again, if you go back to, to Mark and you go to chapter two, which is next to this, to this, he starts another another uh, uh, series of, of miracles, another series of, of encounters again, right? But, but here it's very important to understand several things. If you go back to Leviticus 13, you see that, that God is as, as, as strong and as uh, 
strict the 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 uh, the law of dealing with with the leper as as merciful God is also. Why is that? Why I'm saying that? Because you see that actually God had given the priests a special uh, uh, law and an order and direction to actually examine the person. So if they, if they if there's a person and they think that he he or she are leper or starting to have that disease, what they would do? They will ask him, actually ask the priest, to actually isolate them and ask the priest to do what? To examine them every seven days to make sure is this really what it is or not? So as the priest is examining the, the patient, the priest itself, himself is what? Is, what did he say? Scared and there is a potential that he can what? Get, get exposed, right? So look at this. Again, you, you see the the, the, the 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 details of what God is trying to tell the priests in order to uh, to keep an eye on that. And, and the reason I'm bringing this up because it's not just another miracle, but it shows how much uh, God's mercy is, and it shows also how much that the 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 importance of that particular miracle in the beginning of the ministry of Christ himself, right? So um, let's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing with you Leviticus 13 and uh, let's see from verse 40, for example. This is again, specifically about that. So Leviticus 13, 40 says, if a man's hair falls out from his head, he is bald, he is clean. And if a man's hair falls out from his forehead, he has boldness of the forehead, he is clean. Okay, no problem. But if there is on the bald head or the bald forehead a reddish white diseased area, that's the first sign of what? Of leprosy. It is a leprous disease breaking out on his head in his bald head or his bald forehead. Then the priest shall examine him. And if he if the disease swelling is reddish white on his bald head or on his bald forehead, like the appearance of leprous disease in the skin of the body. He is leprous man, he is unclean. The priest must pronounce him unclean. His disease is on his head. The leprous person who shall, who has the disease shall wear torn clothes and let the hair of his head hang loose and he shall cover his upper lip and cry out unclean, unclean. So it's so humiliating, right? Like he's like going around and calling himself unclean. Nobody touches, right? He shall remain unclean as long as he, he has the disease. He is unclean. He shall live alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. When there is a case of leprous disease in a garment, whether a woolen or linen garment, that's another different uh, area also, right? But here you go in verse 50. And the priest shall examine the disease and shut up that which has the disease for seven days. So again, it's not like, okay, there is, I'm, I'm suspecting whether this person is, uh, is leper or not. So let's just, you know, get rid of him. No, the priest's function is to do what? To examine, right? And then determine after that. Then he shall examine the disease on the seventh day. If the disease has spread in the garment, in the wrap or the wool or the skin, whatever be the use of the skin, the disease is persistence, leper disease, it is unclean. So what is the importance of this as we're studying Mark? What do you think? Why am I bringing this up with 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 details like that? 
exactly. Shows the intensity of the miracle. Shows exactly the mercy and uh, and the love and the care of Christ, spending the time and going and actually not running away from that outcast. Again, it was something that's so big, so huge, right? To the point that again, a person will walk around and call himself. Imagine that, like calling yourself, calling myself unclean, unclean. People will run away from me. But with all that. That never stopped Christ from doing what? Healing. From healing. Yes. Healing. Can I, so this this might be far-fetched, but I see a resemblance. Is it is there a relation to confession? It's a relation to confession. Okay. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. That's again why assessment right. being unclean and then the priest. Yes. The priest's role is the one to examine, right? Examine. And you go, you know, and, and 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 show yourself. And that's why again here, here the Lord is asking him to go to the to the to the priest and declare that you are unclean. Still, you have to go with through the what through the process itself of, of the purification. Because even if we go, if we jump to the next chapter, which, which shows the process of the purification, you'll see more and more resemblance to the, the, the work of Christ himself. So in, in, in chapter 14, it, it shows the, the, um, the, what we call the um, law of the leper person. What should you do? So if somebody comes to you and then that person is want to want to declare him clean, what should you do? This shall be the law of the leper person for the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought to the priest. And the priest shall go out of the camp and the priest shall look. Then if the case of leprous disease is healed in the leprous person. The priest shall command them to take for him who is to be cleansed two live clean birds and cedar wood and scarlet yarn and hyssop. So we're doing some kind of, of, of rituals here, okay? Two birds, uh, cedar wood and scarlet yarn and hyssop. And the priest shall command them to kill one of the birds in an, earth, in an earthenware vessel over fresh water. So one of the birds is being killed, slaughtered. He shall take the live bird with the cedar wood and the scarlet yarn and the hyssop and dip them and the live bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the fresh water. Getting so complicated now and confusing and like, well, why is even that, you know, like this is the Old Testament, why are we even bringing that now? But no, this is all, again, if you look, look at this from and trying to find Christ in it, it's very, very clear, very clear, right? To the point that, that some of the fathers said that this is exactly actually the two birds are, one of them is the incarnation and the crucifixion, and one of them is the resurrection and the ascension, right? Because that bird has to be killed, has to be slaughtered, right? And, and that the other one is the reason for the freedom and the reason for the, for, for the cleansing through the blood, through the water. Right. So again, when we look at, at the Old Testament like this, you, you look at the shadow of the things, but, but it's, it's, it's pointing at, again, the work of Christ that he did in Mark. Right. He talked, he touched, he healed, and he declared that this person is. Okay. So. That's a good question. How can a person get healed at that time? Because remember, again, we said that the he, the, 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 the leper is leprosy is, is uh, uh, very, very much uh, linked to the sin, right? 
So if somebody is, you know, committed sin and then offered and then repented and then God will remove that from him, then there's an actual process of purification, right? So there's no healing, but physical healing as in the medicine, but as God will lift that disease from him, right? Because that was a symbol and a mark for sin and because of the person, whatever they're doing, but then at one point God's will again to take to take. And that's probably why that person is saying the same thing. If you will, because uh, we know that there's no cure, as we said before. Right? And here it doesn't say, it just says that if the person being cleansed, then you go and you do all those things. Right? Yes? There is. There is the same, the same, the same disease that actually still uh, exists in certain areas of the world. So. Just like Martin more internal and more actually uh, 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 confined also. Like I know in certain, there is like a, like a place in Egypt that they have actually service. The people go and serve these people that they are still all in one kind of colony, basically. So throughout, especially in the, in the third uh, world countries that still exist, that still exist, yes. Is it for the same reasons? No, no. Not for the same reason as in the Old Testament that it's it's a sin and it's like punishment. No, but it's it's just again a skin disease that that is there. Yeah. What, yes. This might be a little bit like, weird question, but like you know how we like you can speak always, up a little bit so can. So like how the saints always say that like if you have a disease, it's a cross that God gave you because He loves you, and you think that you can like bear it, and it's like a. It's like something that you can enter heaven with, like an extra cross in a way, because you didn't choose to have it. But back then it was considered a sin. So how come like the ideology of a disease change? Sickness in the Old Testament was always, again, related to or 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 uh, linked to, um, to to sin, to being away from God, right? When when uh, that idea is is with 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 the incarnation, with the time and the, the 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 season of the grace that we're living in. That idea that God is is you know or or disease or sickness is because of of of, of sin is not is not there anymore because the idea that Christ came in order to give that healing for everybody, right? But then you know as a, as a, as a challenge as a as a temptation or as a as a examination, as a purification, God allows certain diseases or certain people to get sick in a way or another. So the ideology of that sickness is a, a, a result of sin is, is not there anymore. Although when we pray the, the sacrament of the unction of the sick, right? That why I'm bringing this up because the unction of the sick is actually, is mainly again, the healing of the, Spirit, right? But then if God wants to heal the sickness, actually, okay. That's why the sacrament of the unction of the sick is always accompanied by what's supposedly a confession, a confession, right? So the person will, will, will confess and then the, the priest will pray the unction of the sick as this will be the healing 100% is, is the healing of the, of the spirit, of the spiritual life, right? But then if God... God's will to heal the sickness, like how many, how many times you pray the, 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 the unction of the sick over people and they 
we, we never get cured. Does it mean that this the what we're doing is wrong or God is not there? No, but God's will is not to give healing at that time. But the healing is, is there, right? So, so that that's that's why this particular uh encounter is very, very important in Mark back again, because with all that background, right? It's not just another disease that, that Christ is healing, it's not just another person. Right, he is he is saying what number one that you are accepted, right? No matter who you are, I can still come and touch you, right? Although it's against you know the spirit, against the law, against the physical, the health, everything, but you know what? You're not far away from me. I can still come and heal. Number two shows also the person, the leper himself, which is his understanding of yes, you can you can you can do that. But whether you, you, this is your will or not, that's a different story, right? It's a different story. Number three, which is very important also, the verse itself or the word itself that, uh, that he used as, uh, the, as, as be healed or, or be clean in the text, you know, the, the going back again to Mark uh, is, is very important when we, when you look at it again from, from the Greek and the grammar, uh, side as we always do because here it says um, in 141 he touched him again he stretched out his hand he touched him and said to him I will be clean be clean you know I've said this before again if you look at the verb of be clean itself is more of that continuous continuous so continue to be clean it's not just one time right it's that that uh, that uh, uh, verb of of beyond the 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 time it doesn't it's not related to the time itself, right? It's not related to the time, but it's more related to the function itself. So what does it mean here when he's telling him that you know what, be clean as a continuous action? What does that tell you? Connecting how like lepers is like a life of sin to live like a life of life of repentance. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it's not just the one time, here you go, I'm gonna touch you and, and you're clean. Yes, you are, but that is what yes. And that's one of the big again uh, uh different understanding of, of salvation in the Orthodox faith. That we say the ortho, in, in orthodoxy, the salvation is what continuous and you see this language in the language of saint paul himself when he several times he talks about you were saved you are being saved and you will be saved right so it's a continuous work of the spirit the continuous work of the spirit okay why because we are still susceptible to continuously be what be sick right so the healing here is continuous right and that brings back again to your point, Peter, which is that is the continuous need for the for the repentance and for the confession, of course. Right. And and you I was just talking to uh, to a person this morning from a different state, but he's he's uh, he's new to orthodoxy, and uh, we connected somehow. And we've been meeting like every every week, uh, and he was asking me about again, like like what is it? You know, now I know certain certain thoughts, certain ideas, certain different concepts that I haven't been, been uh, exposed to before, but uh, how can I continue that? 
And, and, and the simple answer again, which is we continue to evaluate ourselves, we continue to confess our sins, and we continue to ask to be healed, right? To be cleansed. Right? It's a very humbling, humbling feeling, also, humbling mindset, right? It's not like at one point, one of the guys actually from from uh, from from uh, from Christina's side, <laughs> you know, was uh, on 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 WhatsApp with me, uh, starting conversation. Like the same question, like what am I supposed to? I know, I knew, I got baptized, but then what? That that's but what's next? It's like just live it, right? We live it. We live it with what we call again the the mystery of the. Of of, of 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 knowing Christ, there is there is mystical work that continues to cleanse the heart, right? But in order to do this, we need to come to Him and tell Him what Heal me, right? Heal me on a regular basis. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Compare between going out in the street and and calling myself unclean, unclean, in front of everybody. And between going to the healer and telling what heal me, cleanse me, right? The people will do what I can imagine if a leper person walking in the street of, of, of 36th Avenue here and right now and, and, and screaming, unclean, unclean. How will people react? Right? Same person go to him to Christ, said, I'm unclean. What will he do? He'll touch you. Will touch the actual word that's actually used here had he had pity on him. That's what it says in, in the in the text, right? Uh it's it's very, very important word also. You know, I was looking into that, uh, and and what it says um in, in 41, moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be moved with pity. What does that mean? Here it says Compassion. Moved with compassion. What else? Yes. Moved with pity. It's like his father knows that his son is sick. And like he, he would wish that the sickness would go to him rather than his son being sick. Being the father that cares about your child, like you know, I'm touched, right? Again, the verb is again that ourist verb, which is continuous feeling, continuous coming with compassion. It's not just you know based on one time, right? Like that is as if that is something already in. Not as it is a fact. It is something that is in God's nature, right? The same word actually was used as I was looking at it was used in Exodus, where the daughter of Pharaoh found Moses. And she had pity on him. She had compassion. It's like actually the actual the actual word itself. If you look at it here, it's 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 moved with compassion. It's more of of your 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 your, your bowels are moving. Your your innermost part is moving with love. So it's it's much much greater than just you know touching or or looking like wow I feel bad for you. It's not feeling that pity is very weak. Because pity means what? I feel bad for you. But it's not a feel bad for you. I love you, <laughs> right? And 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 that's why here, if you look at this, 
it's more of of the 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 what is it? Um, here it is. To have the bowels yearn. <laughs> See this, right? So your your innermost part is moving. Right? Why? Because again, you know, imagine the the the. Just imagine this with me, if I may say that. God who put the Torah and put the law of the cleansing is now in contact with that person, right? And you see now, like, you know, before that, in the time of Moses, I couldn't, I couldn't really come and touch. So I had to give all those figurative, symbolic things in order to be cleansed somehow. But now there's nothing that's holding me from actually what? Physically touching you. So no need for birds anymore, <laughs> right? No need for, for, for wood or for water. Like, no, it's, it's, it's the giver of the law himself is coming and see what? I can do that. Yes. So like, for example, when we look at when Jesus heals the man with the unclean spirit, um, they didn't obviously come and ask for healing. He healed right away. Yes. But in this case, so he was moved with pity when the man asked for healing. So if the man hadn't asked, hadn't asked for healing, then he wouldn't have considered healing him. Because like that's what caused him to feel that compassion towards him. The the reason it's it's written here this way that he, the man asked him first, because again it has to show also the the desire, right? Right, the desire, like what's your where do you want to be? Right? The man didn't just ask, he begged. He begged, yes. So yes. Motion there too. To right. Begged. There is there is there is the history behind that to come to this point. And again, imagine or not imagine, understand and remember that his 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 news is all over the place, right? So now he knows. Right? He's he's been hearing that he's been doing this and been, you know, again, he did all those things and the whole city came uh looking for him and he was continuously doing that 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 function. So so now again. I know that you can do it, but do I need to be, or do I want to be healed or not? It's it's his decision. So right? The two different cases shows that some at some points like God chooses to heal without us asking, but in other points we need to ask for the healing. That's like my, like my question. Like the the power over demons is different. That's a very good point because that that is showing the power over the spirit, the power of no, you have no control, right? So that he's actually dealing and fighting directly with with devil right at that part remember when we were talking about it, the person that is possessed has no will remember when the demon was saying what do you have to do with us like the demon and the person are combined so the demon or the 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 again if you if you if you look at it from from our view now the evil thoughts are controlling the person right but here is different. Here is a person that is sick and know that he can be healed. But do I want to be healed or not? Yes, Peter. So am I reading too much? Because if you look at the text, it says he implored him, meaning that he begged him, almost in a sense that he was so desperate that he knew that he was his only hope and that he had to convince him to heal him. Right? 
Yes. Or is that reading too much? No, it's not. It's it's again again from what we've read in in Leviticus, it shows the magnitude of that disease, mm -hmm. right? And the amount of of desperation, the amount of actually not just desperation. You're 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 nothing. You're nothing. Again, you're walking in the street. Say, I'm unclean. <laughs> just like everybody, stay away from me. And you cover yourself, and you wear a garment that is torn, and it, it's very very humiliating, right? So yes, you are very, very desperate. Right? So with, with that, you, you, you hear the news that he has been performing all those things, right? And then you come and say like, okay, but like, please, you know, you're, you're my last hope, right? You're my last hope. Beseeching, right? Which is, which is again, uh, it, has, it has a desire. It has a kind of... Uh, 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 very very deep uh, request, right? And that that's another thing for us when we are again like we do we do we. That's a good point, Peter. Which is you know, when when we look at ourselves, like do we you know do we feel the urgency or not? Right? Just ask. Do, do we? Yes. Or do or we beg? Right. And sometimes I feel like whether we ask or beg based on our own understanding of how far we are, right? No, no, I'm okay. So I don't need to beg really bad, right? right. I'm just like everybody not else. Desperate. Not desperate. Not desperate. Well, I also feel like it's a very good point, but I also feel it shows, like, I don't know, I'm coming through a different perspective. Okay. That the reason why it says that he begged is like if he simply just asked, maybe he wasn't moved with the compassion, but it's him showing that he's putting the maximum effort in order for him to change. So he's coming with the maximum effort, saying, like, God, I'm giving my max effort, but it's really you who's going to complete the work. Yes. Yes. And I think this is also relevant in our lives. We can't just be like, hey, God, I really, 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 really want this to be cleaned to whatever, whatever, promotion, anything. But you don't put any effort into it. He's coming like begging yes. as a way to like, this is all the effort that he has yes. left and is able to put into. I, I think it's not different perspective. I think it's the same thing because, because again, you're putting the effort because based on the urgency, because based on the need. But I'll take it a step further. I meant it in like the sense that he begged is that he genuinely believed that this is this the is, only person right. that could heal him. Right. And this person, like he genuinely believed yes. in him. Right? Yes. So not only that he's begging out of, of urgency, urgency but, but out of faith and no exactly. knowledge that you are willing to. So don't just pass right. by me. Right. Right. This is this is my only this is my chance. only chance. Right. This is my only chance. Yes. Yes. And I think it's very, very relevant to our, our daily challenges. Again, whether, again, the idea is, uh, it's just, it's not leper. <laughs> it's just, again, it's boldness, not leper, right? <laughs> if you go back to Leviticus, like if it's just, the hair is falling, it's just, well, this is not leper. So he's okay, he's clean, right? <laughs> but if you start to see a red uh, batches coming here and there, that, then you need to, to take it serious, right? Again, that goes back again to our understanding of sin. Sin is what? Missing the target, right? Sin is mindset. We always say this. Remember, sin is, 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 is a mindset before it is a what? An action. Right? But I don't do bad things. Just normal things. Sometimes you get something become like, what? Normal. Normal things. Like, what do you mean normal things? 
Like, are you in or out? <laughs> right? Ah, just, you know, just whatever. You don't even feel that there is something wrong. So why are we here? It's hard to really kind of look at it this way, Juliana, because you know what, what's behind it, what caused that leper or, or the, the leprosy, uh, whether it's it's really you know a person that's not very, very careless, never, never, you know, uh, you know was totally, totally away from the commandments, and it's God like God is kind of like you know punish and, and striking them with with that it's really hard to tell that but but from what we know that it was it was actually a matter of being away from them right so so and also a matter of of uh of looking at god's mercy back again because because even in the text itself of the old testament as harsh that is but being from God's side, being being uh, considering that disease and considering the way that it should be done and considering putting an actual law towards how that person can be cleansed, that means that this person is still what? Valuable, right? It doesn't say, okay, if, they, if that is a leper, just throw them out of the, just, you know, go, go stone them or bury them or do whatever. No. It doesn't say that, no. Actually, he, 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 he commits the priest to go and examine and watch and see and stay seven days to make sure that this is something really what it is. Right? So beyond that, you can still see, even in the Old Testament, how God is very, very merciful and very each person is very precious. Right? Same thing as we were talking about the, 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 the cities of refuge, for example. Right? If you kill somebody and involuntary, and then the law says that if you kill, you have to be killed. No, I'll find something for you that you can run to those city of refuge because you, you've commit uh, uh, murder, but unintentional, so you're still safe and nobody can touch you there. So you see from the, from the beginning of, of that God has actual value, the, the person himself, himself. There's a question for you. So just like God laid out those law for Moses and the priest and that sort of stuff, did he ever have a roadmap to the lepers on how to be cleansed or what they should do? They go to the priest and then the priest will deal with them. Okay. So their roadmap is go show yourself to the priest. Okay. Right? But if you go back again to, to, to Leviticus, and that's why it's important to read Leviticus. Again, a lot of people say like, oh, just like that's that's not it's unrelated to us. I don't need to read it, it's just old. Thing, but no, you can read it again with the with the mindset of of the work of Christ that will happen later on. So if you, if you look at it, uh, uh, from from the beginning of chapter from part of chapter thirteen again, which which specifically about about uh, leprosy. Um, he talks about. He gives actually the, 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 
the like the final decision back again to the priest himself to the to the priest yes so if if you look at uh like starting from verse 56 in leviticus 13 one more time he goes to again this is a, even a very very long chapter 59 verses but it's specifically about about that part especially the the the, the second part of it but here he talks about um and the priest shall examine the diseased thing after it has been washed and if the appearance of the diseased area has not changed though the disease has not spread it is unclean you shall burn it in the fire with the rod in the back of the and then but if the priest examines and if the diseased area has fade, faded after it has been washed he shall tear it out of the garment or the skin or the wrap or the wood. then it appears again a garment then do those so he kind of gives more or all the authority for the priest at the time to 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 give the direction and give the things right What is also very important in this passage here, back again to Mark, is uh, what he told him. So he told him at the end, do what? He said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded. So again, what back to your early question, Juliana, going again and showing yourself to the to the to the priest because in what you do is actually a symbol and prophecy of the work of Christ himself right so not only that you are just uh giving a testimony but but giving a testimony also for the work of Christ that will fulfill the symbol and the metaphor and the shadow of the things that were done in the in the old testament right he wanted it to be proclaimed, but in a certain way. He wanted to be proclaimed in, a, in his own way, right? Why? Because, because the focus, again, is not the miracle, but the focus is the salvific work of Christ. And that's a very important point. Like you're going and telling the, the, pre, the, the leper, go and show yourself to the priest in order to be a testimony. So in a way, you're declaring the work. But meanwhile, don't go and just tell people that you're healed. So why? See what I'm trying to say? When you show yourself to the priest and doing the, the, the things that they know about and you see that the person was healed by the touch, definitely it will say something to them, right? As priests and as people who know the law, like, like that makes, makes sense now, right? Why? Because there are other prophecies about Christ that he will come and do it. He'll heal the leper, right? And give sight to the blind and make the lame walk. So here he's pointing, he's telling him, go and declare, be a testimony for my salvific work, not my just power to heal the disease. It's beyond healing the disease. Right? And I think it's very important for us to understand that. Again, you know, the 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 the, the healing of the nature. That's what we have, right? Through the incarnation, that the whole human nature was healed, was restored again to the original before the, the corruption, right? And that's why when we again, going back again to, to what we believe, when we call the Eucharist the medicine of what? Incorruption, medicine of incorruption, right? So when we are participating in the Eucharist, we are taking that medicine that makes us what? Incorruptible. What does it mean, incorruptible? 
can be shaken. Not only can be shaken, cannot be decayed, right? Corruption is decay, a substance that will be corrupted, right? So, and that's what eternal life is, right? And this is all salvific. This is all, you know, the work of the salvation and the process of the salvation that we, we become, again, we took our what is ours and give us what is his. What is his is what? Eternity. That is incorruptible. So we have that. So when you have that mindset, you start to think, okay, if I'm incorruptible, what am I supposed to do with my, you know, with my life now and forever? Right? So it, it, it brings more, more attention to the actual purpose of life and takes us away from just thinking and dealing with our life here as that's what it is into no, well, that there is more into that. There's much more. The whole purpose is much more. And that's why he is telling them, don't, don't, just don't go out and say anything now because I just don't want to be that character that is performing miracle, but they still don't understand anything about the salvation. Right? It will come the time when the when I start to declare myself as the Messiah that is coming for restoring his kingdom, not to just get you out of the boots of the Roman Empire. See? That was the mindset. Okay, we need the savior who will deliver us from the Romans. Right? Or we need a savior who will perform miracles, who will take away our sicknesses, but not God in the flesh. Okay. Can you repeat that last They would want to be saved from the Romans, but not God in the flesh. For them at that time, the Savior, the Messiah, is the one who's coming to deliver them from the Roman Empire, set them free, right? So, so when he is going to declare the, the, that he was that he was healed, right? He is more of focusing on the character of Christ as the one who performs miracles, the one that comes with the strength, the one that they will look uh, uh, for in order to get them out of the of the Romans empire right but not to bring back again the salvation and the restoration and and that spiritual concept of that right? and the last thing with this with this section here is what i was what i was uh, uh, mentioning earlier that you know that so christ was what was he expecting from him that he that he should be what to what he commanded him to obey right the leper said don't again uh, said to him see that you say nothing to anyone but go show yourself he went and showed himself but he started to talk right so he was disobedient to what did that do to God's to Christ's mission hindered it as I was saying earlier right it says he could no longer openly enter town because of what he said. Again, is this something good or bad? You can look at it. So what's wrong with that? You know, people start to look at him and start to come after him. And he, but he goes like, no, I'm not here for this. I'm here to, as he said, to preach. I want to go from one. I want to be free to go. The word of God wants to be free to go from one heart to another, to another, to another, to declare the kingdom, right? 
And you are trying to put me in that frame again for only giving the gifts, right? That's what we do. Right? We control and, and we, we even become disobedient to the point of, of uh, looking for our own benefits of for our, our own mindset. And by doing this, we're hindering the word of God from reaching other people and from reaching myself also and changing that one. Right. So that's why it's kind of interesting to see that again, he was not even able to enter the town anymore because he wanted to go to towns to do what? To preach. To preach. Don't you think the man just did it out of sheer joy? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, leprosy all his life and then he's healed. And yeah, he did. But again, out of his, yes, his, his joy and his excitement. But part of it was, if you look at it, it was he disobeyed yeah. the command, right? Like if I if I show you all the power and the authority that I was able to touch you and you're healed, and I'm telling you, you know what? Be careful. Like whatever you say, right? Because I know that this. He said this. If you will to heal you, right? Mm -hmm. So why were you in so much, you know, reverence and, and awe and, and 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 submission? But then after this. You weren't, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, yes, you can justify it. He was excited. He was, you know, you know, wanted to go and want other people to see the same thing. But in a way, it was clear, right? Do this and don't do that. Right? The time will come. In a sense, though, it was, he praised God. I mean, because even though it hindered. Right. Ministry, right? right? He was on the outskirts of town. People still came to still came to Yes. Yes. That's where it comes kind of oh, 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 a great area because also, like, did Christ need somebody to 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 make him more glorified this time? Right? And what kind of glory are we talking about? Is it the glory of again the God in the flesh or the glory of a miracle maker, right? So that's why even our own life, we need to be very, very careful with, again, you know, what is the motivation? What are, why are we doing things, right? Because it can sound at one point that this, it's, it's right. There's nothing wrong with it. Can it be seen from the perspective of that sometimes we need God and sometimes he gives us what we need but we take it and we sometimes go further away yes. and then he is put at a distance. Right. Could it be yes. kind of looked at yes. as that? Yes. And I think the 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 thin line between this and that is again is obedience. Mm. Right. Because the commandment is clear. Right. In our in our you know life, you know, the commandment is very, very clear. Seek first the kingdom of heaven mm -hmm. and all things. The commandment is clear. If you were raised with him, then seek things that's from above. Right? The commandment is clear is do not fulfill the lust of the flesh, but be driven, be, be guided by the spirit. That is the commandment. Right? So based on that, whatever we do, is it for this or for that? Right? And I think it, it is clear. I think if we take the time and to really examine what is the reason behind what I'm doing, We'll know what is that. I think if we look at it from this way, it's it's very again whatever brings us to him is edifying, right? 
anything that doesn't, although we think it is, but really it doesn't, then, then it's not. We're done with chapter one, finally. And uh, uh, we'll, 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 we'll uh, continue next Friday, Godwin chapter two. Uh, just read it again as you read, maybe do your homework, study, examine, uh, bring back questions. And then uh, uh, first of all, you know, and before anything else, just pray that God will really speak to us in, in, in the study that we can take something, uh, something with us. I think it's something that as we are in the season of, of, the, of the nativity fast uh, to, to focus on, which is again, the, the idea of, um, of, of submitting to, to, to his touch, right? Submitting to his presence that, you know, I want be clean, right? And knowing that that be clean is a continuous thing. So it's, I think it's a beautiful way to ask him every day, you know, it's, I want to be clean, cleanse me. cleanse me. And that's why if you look at the, 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 the Orthodox prayers in the Bay and the Book of Hours or anything, you know, that's why we always pray Psalm 50, right? Cleanse me, and I shall be white and this, no, right? right? So that even that verse itself, you know, if, if I get into the habit of praying this and asking this every time and any time, I think it's very, very, very intentional, right? Renew the right spirit and cleanse me. Just, just even those two verses, but very intentional and very uh, desperate. You see that that there is there is work being done. Thank you. We'll continue next uh, Friday, God willing. Let's pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and God. Lord, we thank you for this time. Ask you, Lord, to uh, prepare our hearts, Lord, for the seed that you're planting, Lord, and uh, that we receive it and uh, we, we understand it, Lord, and we submit it to you, Lord, allowing you to water it, you to your spirit, Lord, to guard and protect this, that seed in order to bring forth fruit 36 and 100, Lord. Remember everyone, everybody that those who aren't with us, those who are struggling, those who have no one to remember, for prayers of all your saints in your name, Lord Jesus, and with your Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Well, peace, have a good night, and God bless. Good to see you all. Thank you, Abona. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you, Abona. Thank you, Abona.